Welcome back to the AM Take Podcast. I'm Marv. I'm Amy, and we're two parts of this very awesome podcast. Join us as we explore a variety of topics every week. Life is busy, and in our daily routines, we could all use some life hacks to make things just a bit easier. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that the case? Yeah. I mean, I, I always appreciate that. You appreciate unsolicited advice? <laughs> Oh, man, I didn't think about it this way. Right. It could be annoying. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. There was a case, actually, when Jonathan went to Quebec City. Uh And then he was invited to dinner with his friend. And then he sent me a picture of his friend's rice cooker. And his friend bought this, um, you know, the elephant brand? Oh, okay. It was called Zoitsushi or something like that. Uh Zojinoshi, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's either you know, it's always the um, elephant brand oh, or tiger. the tiger yeah. brand, right? Yeah, I have the tiger brand. Same here. Um, now a little bit of a backstory is that I bought that tiger brand rice cooker off Facebook Marketplace, mm-hmm. and what I forgot to do was to ask the seller for a picture of the inner pan. Or the inner pot. Oh, Because it no. was all scratched up. Oh, it was scratched man. up. And then I was thinking, well, I can't cook rice in this. Even if he told me, oh, it cooks rice perfectly. No, Don't worry. It's going to stick all no. over. Well, not only that, but it's not good for your health. So I had to order from the, the um, not the manufacturer, but the main seller in mm-hmm. Canada of the Tiger brand products or whatever you call it. And so that was a bit of a delay and a little bit more expensive than I wanted it to be, but still not as expensive as a new one. But ever since I've been doing PSAs to anybody who has either the elephant or the tiger brand rice cookers, I've been telling them, oh, make sure you don't use any metals yeah i mean but that's that's i knew i knew where <laughs> you're going with that but that's kind of a given yeah. though it comes with a plastic like um right f- like rice spoon i guess or a rice scooper right but but okay okay i don't okay i don't know if people are gonna find me racist or something like that but um, oh my god <laughs> White folks grew up knowing you need to fluff the rice. And how do they fluff the rice? They usually use a fork to fluff the rice. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah, they do. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they use a fork to fluff the rice in the pan, like in the pot. Oh, because if you cook it in the pot, then you have to fluff it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But they they usually, um, stovetop, they use. Well, even with the stovetop, you shouldn't use a metal. I know. Fork on a pot. <laughs> you should be using like a or oh, chopsticks would be easier, but um, yeah. a wooden spoon would wouldn't work. But like plastic or yeah, silicone, for non, yeah, for non-stick pans, like for non-stick pots, yeah. But if it's like those regular metal ones that you cook rice well, in, you you could use your metal fork. Really? Yeah, yeah. I but, wouldn't. I I just wouldn't use metal on metal. I guess it would just flake off or something like that. Even like yeah. the stainless steel pan yeah. or pots yeah. excuse me uh-huh that's interesting yeah it's a general yeah. rule for me too that i don't use metal for pots and pans it's just it yeah well, the scratches or if and you all do that. you yeah you you're extra careful with it yeah because uh i wouldn't use a fork 
I would probably use like a spoon or like the bottom the bottom part of a spoon. Oh. Um, to move things around <laughs> oh, so that okay. it doesn't touch the metal or anything like that. I right. Guess. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, that's that's your first life tip that you don't you don't ask for, folks. Yeah. Oh no, but, so... I, but yeah, I was going somewhere with that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that that's um after I said that because. Oh no. No, I told Joe. Oh, tell him. Uh, not to use uh, anything metal, uh, you know, anywhere around it. And then I also told him, don't wait until it's dry and crusty to wash it. You wash it right away and use um, soft cloth, not not those like, oh, harsh yeah, the, sponge, yeah, uh-huh. not, not those metal sponge, right? And then his friend apparently said, I know. I watched Uncle Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which then I sent a... Uh, I sent a funny gif. I was like, uh, good, <laughs> you know, with Uncle Roger. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Very good idea. Um, but then I realized after that, that it might have been some unsolicited advice that people could. Good job. Yeah. Could actually get annoyed about. But I I guess it's like some form of PTSD from that, uh, that scratched up inner pot that I bought from Facebook Marketplace. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah bad. wait so going off that you said that you know don't let it dry yeah i usually let like after i finish eating rice or y- using the rice from the uh from mm-hmm. the rice cooker i just let it dry out i unplug it and let it dry out and then yeah um and then you put the, that makes it that makes it right. easier and then you put the rice away in the tupperware right and i fill i fill it up with well, I'm I'm talking about after you're done eating rice oh and you leave you leave the um you know the inner tray yeah. I don't. I don't immediately wash it. I just oh, let it don't. sit until okay. it dries off completely. And then, what I do is when I'm um, going to clean it, I fill it up with hot water, and then I let that sit, and then, and then I clean it after that, basically, because it wait. softens everything up. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. But, but, wait. But I guess you could <laughs> clean it immediately afterwards too. As I guess that makes yeah. sense. Well, I okay. So when you cook rice, how much rice do you cook? Uh, about. Three cups usually? No, oh, two cups. Okay. Two cups. Two cups. And then in one sitting, how many cups can you eat? Uh, Probably half of that. One cup's worth. And then... Oh, okay. Um, so then you do you just yeah. put... Do you just have the keep warm function on until you finish the rice that you cooked? Or do you store the uneaten rice in the fridge? Oh, no. I leave it on warm because I usually finish uh, it by the next day. If you oh, know. okay. See, that's... Usually, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I see now. Uh, that's the Wait, difference. how do you reheat? You just Wait, so you put, put it in, in the, the fridge? Yeah. Oh, but just... it doesn't taste the same, does it? You mean... Don't you sprinkle water on it or something like that? Well, it doesn't or get put that it dry. Like... It doesn't get that dry. It's just when you but reheat it, it's It doesn't fine. have the same texture, though. It doesn't I mean, have that fluffy texture, right? It's Well, because it's been in the fridge, it's a little bit more condensed. But once you heat it up, you could just fluff it up again. It's fine. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) I see. I was a little bit confused earlier. But uh, I turn off the keep warm function. I wait till the rice is colder or room temperature. And then I store it in the fridge. And when I do that, that's when I would wash the pot with the soft cloth. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah. That's interesting. Um. <laughs> I've never put rice in the fridge. No. It just, I don't know. Usually, give I finish it before I have to like use it as leftovers or anything like that. 
at at the very maximum, like one additional day or something like that. Uh-huh. And that's using the keep one function basically. But okay, but I uh, bought my um, the keep one function doesn't um it doesn't stay on the whole time. It it's on and off basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. But see, I I bought the ten cups. Oh God, Tiger Run. So it's yeah. big. It's big. So the minimum yeah. they say you can cook two cups, but then I don't really trust it, right? Because it's ten cups. It's made for ten cups. Yeah. Um, I always end up cooking a minimum of three cups. That's yeah. why I can't finish yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. In one like. Why don't you days. get a smaller one? I have a I have a five cup one because I know I can't. Well, because like ten cup is like that's family size, bro. And because I bought it off Facebook Marketplace, it's, it's not always. Oh, like... <laughs> I see. I see. We don't always get to Beggies choose. can't be choosers. Right, right. So, um, so that's that. First advice or life hack of. <laughs> don't use of metal spoons. Yeah, metal, don't use metal uh, utensils. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Don't scratch your inner pot, please. It's it costs a lot to replace. It cost me oh yeah a hundred and ten like or a hundred uh, around wait for the inner pot. Yeah, just for the inner pot. Yeah, bro, my rice cooker itself was like a hundred and ten dollars. Yeah, because it's smaller. But that's the five gallon <laughs> one. But oh, the five cup one. Excuse me. But man, holy crap! I, that's roughly half the cost of the rice cooker, is it not? Yeah, I know. I know. Well, no, actually, uh, the Tiger brand rice cooker would cost new two hundred sixty plus tax. Oh wow! Yeah, that's crazy. I checked. Um, yeah. So aside for that, uh, how you been? Anything new this week? I've been good. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, nothing really. Um, just work, more work, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, nothing new for sure. How about you guys? Uh, we've been prepping for uh going on the New York City trip. So oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's just a lot of prep work. You guys have your passports, yeah, and documentations ready and stuff. Yeah, yeah, all of that jazz. Have you guys driven through the states before? Hmm. Last time I did that was when I was a kid. Oh. And I wasn't the one driving, <laughs> of course. Uh, but it was like family trips when I was very young. Do you anticipate any problems when you guys cross the border? Um, We have our vaccination papers ready. We have... Okay, I don't know how the toll works. Because back in the day, it was throw some change, right? But I don't know how it works now. Do they accept? Uh, I don't know. Cards. <laughs> There's a toll? <laughs> I thought you guys could cross through immigration. Wait, there's... Wait, are you talking about when you, are Wait, you, talking about no when you get to like, New remember... York? Is that what you're talking about? No, every... Okay, because my memory is fuzzy, but what I remember about the States is that every few hundred kilometers, there's long lineups, and then when you get to the Mr. Patrol guy, you have to throw some change in the box. Wait, to... every 100 kilometers, like after immigration or after, no, uh, like after you get to the States? Well, isn't that a toll? I, I, yeah, yeah, in the States. Isn't yeah, that a I toll? Think, I don't know. I don't know if that's a toll or not. But once you pass the border, yeah, you're saying every 100 kilometers, there's a toll. No, not 100 exactly, but every few hundred well, kilometers. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> right? Like, it's between, it's between states, not, right? No, that's not exactly the way it works. Because there's, <laughs> there's certain roads that if you take, they're privatized so that you, you do pay that toll if you, if you drive through it. Oh. Like, one big example you guys probably hit was 
It's called the New Jersey Turnpike. Okay. And it's between, I believe it's between New Jersey and New York. And if you decide to go on there, instead of taking like the back roads or the side roads or what have you, or a different way, uh-huh. you'll pay a toll before you before you enter that road. Okay. So it's not every road, it's specific roads and um, that you take, basically. Okay. But uh, I believe... I believe it's still Coinbase. It's been it? like a oh few years God. since I've driven through it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? I, 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 we don't have coins. What we did today, uh, we actually went to the bank and, well, the bank was closed. So then we had to go to um, an exchange uh, place. Oh. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Because we had to have a bit of cash, right? When we go to the States. So I suppose. Yeah, so we took out a worth of $150 of US. <laughs> the guy literally gave mm. us a $100 bill and a $50 bill and we're like, "Can you <laughs> Can you give us smaller change than that, please? We we're not going to you know, what do you want me to do with a $100 bill? I want 20s. I want 10s. Yeah, I want funny. fives. Uh but no, we don't have any coins. Um we'll see. I think you guys should be fine. I mean, worst case scenario, you just drive through it. What? Without paying? (laughs) (laughs) How's that going to work? You know, they'll probably send you get... I mean, because if I remember correctly, you just drive through it and you throw the change and that's it. And if you end up not paying, then I mean... I think they'll send you a they bill or something. They have those bars, like. no? That, that goes down and then uh, it goes up? I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. My memory's fuzzy. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, on on first of all, on Google wait, Google Maps, it, it, uh, there's an option to bypass a toll. Oh, is there? So you oh, can... Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it'll give you directions to go where you'll bypass the toll. But keep in mind, the reason why there's tolls is because, you know, it's more right. convenient and it's faster right. sometimes. So. <laughs> but... um. I, you could probably look that up, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know about now. Yeah, you know? It, it's been a while. I'm pretty sure it's still cash in some okay. form. I just don't know if it's coins. Because they might have an attendant that will give you change or, or something. But, oh, okay. Then um, if that's the case, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> we'll yeah, don't fine. quote me on that, though. Aside from that, yesterday we smelt burning. Oh. And I, we were so alert. In the house? Yeah, because we thought that something was on fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was everywhere. The smell was everywhere. It smelled like burning. And turns out, we Googled it. Turns out it was, uh, the most common problem is if you don't change the filter of your furnace. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we took off the filter. And mm-hmm. th- this is strange because we cleaned it recently. It's one of those filters that, you can reuse as long as you clean it. Oh, okay. It. Yeah, but we cleaned it recently and uh, yeah, it was smelling like burning. So we had to turn off the heating and s- slept in the cold, uh, hoping that the pipes <laughs> don't freeze. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so what happened? Because it was after that? It, um, after that in the morning, then we went to a local hardware store and bought uh-huh. new filters. And it works perfectly now. There's no smell because we thought something was burning. Uh, I see. Like legit, there was there was a fire somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, moral of the story is, um, so it is doesn't it, last it actually... forever. Those reasons. Oh, yeah. okay. It doesn't last forever. I see. 
Yeah, so we'll just get those, uh, the ones that, you know, are disposable, and then you change it every three months. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's then... unfortunate. Oh, well. Then mm-hmm. aside for that, uh, I bu- oh, I bought probiotics for my cats. And Yogurt? No, they're in like, uh, they look like, they look like snacks. They look like those treats. Oh. And... Um, the reason why I wanted to buy probiotics is because mm. Yuki farts a lot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he farts so much. And I never knew that cats could be this stinky because Yoru doesn't fart. She doesn't. Or if she does, it doesn't smell like anything. <laughs> and the other day, he was being all cuddly, right? And then he was just rubbing his face on my face and then purring loudly. And then I heard the faintest and then the stench. I I almost puked. Oh, man. (laughs) So um, I looked it up and apparently kittens uh, are susceptible to um, like their their gut biome isn't formed mm. yet or something like that. So uh, that's why I bought some probiotics. Uh, okay. And I figured it would help with Yoru's puking from time to time as well. How long has it been so far since you got the probiotics? Yeah, it's like two days. How long you got him? <laughs> two days? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I was going to say, is there yeah, any so change no... yet? <laughs> no, there's no significant change yet. I'm hoping that there will be. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on. And tell us about this new app that you found. Right. I was telling you just earlier about this app called Too Good To Go. Uh-huh. And uh, it is an amazing life hack app, if you will. Uh, it's It shows you the local restaurants or local um, stores, grocery stores, that you could purchase a bag of goodies. It's like a surprise bag. Um, you don't know what you can get, but... It's to eliminate waste because those things are probably going to get thrown out anyway. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I bought something from Pizza Pizza today, and it's supposed to be worth $18, but I bought it for 6 I got two large cheese pizza and one small vegetarian pizza from that. Nice. And it's such a good deal. Uh, I've used it before for baked goods. Was the food pretty good still? Yeah, it was pretty good. Okay, yeah. that's good. So it's like basically uh, instead of them throwing out, you can just buy the last, um, you know, things that they have before they throw them out. Yeah, yeah. I've bought bagels before as well. Um, you know, you always end up with too much food. <laughs> you yeah. Just try to give it away or store it in the freezer. But yeah, you've used it before too. Thing. yeah i i use it uh it's tougher for me because i don't really like sweets and a lot of the mm-hmm. the um the, a lot of the i guess establishments on there are bakeries mm-hmm. and grocery stores of that nature and so last time i used that i got a bunch of like chocolate muffins and I was able to eat one or two of them but man it was a lot yeah and yeah like you said it was very cheap it was like six dollars and i got like what half a dozen a little bit over half a dozen worth of mm-hmm baked goods and i couldn't finish it all yeah but it was definitely worthwhile yeah um the only thing is is that i think there's a time frame you have to go there is yes okay so i didn't know it was the same for you guys but yeah there was a time frame i had to go like right 
between 8 30 and 9 p.m and, and right before they close and stuff oh. which is okay which makes sense well, that's strange you know? i went between so. 5 and 6 p.m that was my time slot oh yeah. wow so it wasn't even like okay. really old pizza it's just whatever that was um i don't know at the back somebody didn't want it I guess. oh that makes sense yeah. because yeah i guess because otherwise they would they wouldn't need to throw it out immediately to save space or something like that yeah okay yeah that's interesting. Good to know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's move on to the main topic today. Um, we are going to talk about some life hacks. Marv, why don't you start us off with some financial life hacks? Yeah. So, first of all, I'm not a financial advisor. And obviously, if, if you have any questions or things of that nature, consult a financial advisor or your investment banker or, or you know your bank or whatnot. But this is just things that I've learned through the years that mm-hmm. might help somebody out. Yeah. So in the States, we have 401ks, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have a full-time job, you have 401k contributions typically that you can contribute to. Mm-hmm. Um, usually they match by a percentage of your employer up to a certain percent. You want to max it out as much as you can. Usually you have two options. One is a Roth 401k and one is a traditional 401k. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, depending on how much you make, it might be better to just go off with a traditional 401k because that one is pre-tax, so you don't get taxed on it when you contribute it, and it takes, it lowers your, you know, your income mm-hmm. um, burden, and then with that said, also lowers your tax bracket at right. the end of the year when you do your income tax. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> reason why you want to do that one is because if you do the Roth one, you pay tax on it immediately when you mm-hmm. when you uh, deduct it from your income. Mm-hmm. Now. When you're 60 or you're close to retirement age, when you're retiring, you essentially won't have a job per se. So when you need to take this out, your tax bracket is going to be very low because Mm -hmm. you will be retiring. You won't have an income or you won't have a steady salary income or what have you. Mm -hmm. And so that will essentially put your tax bracket at one of the lowest. And so with that said... When you do take out your 401k, because it's the, it was the pre-tax one, mm-hmm. they'll calculate your tax bracket at the time of withdrawal, which you'll already be out of a job because you're mm-hmm. retired. And so you'll be at the lowest tax bracket as opposed mm-hmm. to like with a Roth 401k, say you're making 150000 and you're contributing to your Roth 401k. Yeah. That tax that they tax, the amount that you put in there is going to be based on your current like wage. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty high. So that's where why you want to, you know, when you start off your, your uh, career, sure, it might be good to do both, contribute both as well, mm-hmm. too. But as it, as it goes through the long, as the years go on, you might want to do the traditional only because then, you know, when you retire, your tax bracket will be lower and then you can just, you get taxed less when you take out all your retirement income. Now, I got a question about this 401k because um, we don't have that. Us yeah. here, it's called an RRSP. But mm-hmm. for us, the RSP works the same as 401k. Uh, we are limited to 18% of our income that we can put in our RSP account every year. Is that the same for the 401k? There's a hard limit, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's 22000 for 2022, it's $20,500. And then for 2023, it's going to be $22,500. Oh, my God. So there is okay. a, yeah, there's a, there's a hard limit to it, basically. So um, it's and not what working, you do, it's not like a percentage. It's not relevant to your income then. It's like a... 
it's yeah, a, it's a it's um, a set amount. But what you take out every paycheck, you know, is up to you to decide. Like what percentage you want to take out. Like you can contribute five percent of every paycheck to it, or right. you can you can change it depending on the um, benefit schedule you have. You sometimes you can change it once every quarter. Like okay. you can do five percent for per paycheck one quarter, and then change it to ten percent. How what have you? Okay. And but yeah, the maximum that you can insert into your four hundred one k is is set every year. So that's very interesting. That's uh that's a big difference between Canada and U.S. I would say, because like it's it's a huge oh, difference. Yeah. Like say someone who has an income of like two hundred k per year, and then someone who has fifty k per year, we're both eighteen percent capped at eighteen percent of our income that we can put in our retirement account. Uh, but yeah, like, which is I think that's that's yeah. a that's a better way of doing it. I think, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because then it scales with how much you make, right? Yeah, and exactly. Because the more sometimes the more you make, you might have a different kind of lifestyle. Yeah, and so percentage base can definitely help more in that regard. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, there's catch up contributions. Yeah. But when you hit, if you're 50 years old and older, you can contribute additional beyond the $20,500 or $23,500. Oh, yeah, I believe in 2022, but it's it's kind of a minuscule amount. It's $6,500 or $6,500 mm-hmm. this year. And so that if you're 50 years old or older, you can add that much additional to it, mm-hmm. which is okay. But ultimately, I think a percentage basis would be better than a hard limit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, you can take in other forms of investment instead of putting it into four hundred one k. You can put it into the market. You can put it into a um, yeah. certain investments and things like that as well too. Mm-hmm. And with that said, if you are interested in looking at a financial advisor, I would always, you know, advise you to look at a fiduciary mm-hmm. uh, financial advisor. These are organizations that are created to assist the client. They put the client's best interests. Mm-hmm first before they make any money so basically when you make money they make money the commission may be based on percentage mm-hmm. or might be a set fee and they don't really push for anything yeah they'll advise you but they're not gonna push you towards the expensive ones because that they won't get such a huge cut of it mm-hmm. but they'll make money if you make money as opposed to if you go to a for-profit one obviously they're gonna push you towards more risky mm-hmm. or stocks and investments that may pay them out more mm-hmm. um, based on the the fees that are taken out from there as well too as opposed to low fee um, more conservative investments do you and know the, basically they're just uh do you know the average percentage of uh, commission that the fiduciary gets i don't unfortunately i mean i it would depend really on the organization you go with or the company you go with there's so many different ones out there but depending on who you are with right now you can always see if they are if they currently are a fiduciary Mm -hmm. or if they're not but i would always advise to go with a fiduciary that way you know that they're making the money work for you Mm -hmm. as opposed to for their own gains basically because a lot of people you know once they they um give up their capital or their money to a financial advisor they they think that they're putting the the person's interests ahead of them mm-hmm. but that's not always the case mm-hmm. you know but with a fiduciary they're bound by law to put your interest first and so that's mm-hmm. something a lot of people don't realize until it's too late because they'll put money in they'll be like why is nothing happening with this money well why am i constantly paying out these fees or these commissions and you know i'm not actually making money i'm just it just seems like i'm losing money mm-hmm. you know at the same time 
the market is the market. You know, it goes up and down as well too. Yeah. But with a for profit one, they may not take the best interest for you. It might be in the best interest of the shareholders or whatever investments they have in, and not really what you have or what will help you the most. Mm-hmm. So you know that's why I usually advise people to look at that aspect. And a lot of people don't think about that until it's too late, until they start questioning their finances mm-hmm. and their investments, and like why why am I losing money for no reason, or my why am I constantly paying out these fees every month mm-hmm. when nothing's happening with my money? You know, because sometimes it just feels like. They don't hear from their their uh, advisors. They don't they don't call them up. They have to check in. Yeah. They get nothing but a bill every month. So you know if that's the case with you, I would take a look and find out for sure if they're actually working for you or if they're just working to line their own pockets, basically. Because mm-hmm. it is after all a business as well too. So mm-hmm. um, you have to think about that aspect of things. Yeah. And then um, a couple more things. If you have any kind of money or assets to your name, obviously make sure you have a living will. Yeah. Um, if you haven't had one set up yet, it'd be a good idea to start one. It doesn't cost too much. I think $500 to have one written up yeah, by a lawyer. Order. And, yeah. you know, you can set everything in your life set up in case anything happens to you. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you want these things done, uh, your service, or you want you want to give things away. It's always a good idea to start prepping for that. I think with us as older millennials, we tend to forget about that stuff because What's a good it's not age really ingrained to... to us. It's not really taught to us. Yeah. What's a good age to go? I'd say 25. I'd say 25 or when you first start getting into a um, a job that you can see as a career, mm-hmm. you know, or any substantial amount of money that you start making money. I mean, 25, I'd say, is good to start thinking about it. 30 is good. If you already have a family, mm-hmm. say, you know, you have children, you have a wife or your husband or what have you, that's obviously the time to do it, obviously. Because that's like, you you have people who are dependent on yeah. you. You have significant others, things like that. That's a good time to think about those, those um, things. Obviously, you want to include yeah. your your significant other with that conversation. I as wanted well. to say on that note, oh. uh, mm-hmm. life insurance as well. It's the same principle, really. Like if you get personal life insurances earlier, then it's actually going to cost you less to do that because. Yeah, that's well, yeah. You're that's, younger, that's a, that's you won't int- have as much illness, and typically, it's, yeah, exactly. it's much cheaper. Yeah, it is. It is much cheaper when you're healthy. You're younger as well too. Your parents may have taken out life insurance policies on you as well too. Um, just know that there's very. It's it's a very complex topic because you know there's different levels, different tiers. You have term life insurance. You have full life insurance, which typically is seen as a scam because, you mm-hmm. know, it doesn't really pay out as much. Uh, term life is usually you can get it from 10 to 20 to 30 years. And it, usually it's a good idea to just, you know, it's significantly cheaper and it can pay out the same as well too, but you're not locked mm-hmm. into anything um, or forced into anything as well too. But uh, that would depend on your situation and your financial, especially your financial situation, whether or not you can mm-hmm. afford that. A lot of times, um, you know, your company that you work for may offer that as well too as an incentive. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a very minimal cost. Uh, for my company, 500000 of 30-year term is like what five dollars a paycheck and stuff oh and that's so, not a lot yeah yeah it's not a lot it's not a lot so it's it's a good okay. thing to that's, take advantage uh, that's of. worth it yeah um so since we're on the topic of insurance i wanted to jump onto the mortgage life insurance actually not to be confused with the mortgage loan insurance but 
there's this whole thing about mortgage life insurance versus personal life insurance, which one is better. And the personal life insurance, it, in my opinion, is much better than the mortgage life insurance. Now, just to clarify, mortgage life insurance is when, you know, knock on wood, something happens to you, you have a mortgage to pay, but something happened to you and, well, obviously you can't pay it anymore. Mortgage life insurance is uh, going to pay for whatever's left over of your mortgage to the bank that you owe. Whereas a lot of people confuse it with mortgage loan insurance is basically if you don't have the 20% down payment, then you have to pay that loan insurance. Um, so that's the big distinction between the two. And then whereas the personal life insurance is, you know, knock on wood, something happens, but you're insured for, say, that set amount, the five, yep. let's say 500000 right? Mm -hmm. Your beneficiary will get the 500000 They can do whatever they want with it. They can pay off the mortgage and have some leftover amount for yep. themselves. Whereas mortgage life insurance decreases as you uh, as you pay your mortgage, right? So if you initially insured for five hundred thousand, ten years down the line, it won't be five hundred thousand anymore. That's true. It makes sense. So yeah, like uh, just get that distinction down, and we'll see. Then I ask myself, why would anybody get the mortgage life insurance then if the personal life insurance is much better. It's actually easier to obtain the mortgage life insurance. The, a lot of banks will offer it to you the moment that you sign for. Yeah, uh, there's not like a health examination involved with that, right? Exactly. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, exactly. So it's 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 so much easier to get the mortgage life insurance. The process is not rigorous. It's mm. not detailed. Um, so that's why. But if you can do the switch, you could do it now. <laughs> I mean, it's worth it. It's it costs. It generally costs less, and you're insured for more. But that that only covers the mortgage, correct? Yes. Uh, well, the mortgage life insurance only covers the mortgage, yeah. whatever you owe still. Yeah. So it'd be a good idea to get both, perhaps personal life insurance as well as mortgage life insurance. I mean, honestly, I would just get two different life insurances at this point personal life insurance or yeah okay yeah that i would sense. not go for the mortgage life insurance because like let's say what like you still pay a hundred something yeah. dollars per month mm -hmm. or i don't know how much it costs but and then like you still pay that 25 years down the line every month when your mortgage is like what six thousand dollars left mm, i see that's not worth it true True, you still, yeah. Whereas your life insurance is still worth like 500K. Yeah, no matter how much you're paying for it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, next uh, credit card, obvious, mm -hmm. you know, use and pay off. If you're carrying a balance, you can call in to, to see if they will reduce the interest rate on it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get trapped into it. I mean, I've, I've been there before as well, too, with credit card debt. And, um, you know, sometimes you make mistakes mm -hmm. and you get put into situations where you use your credit card and you just can't pay it off, basically, whether or not it's from lack of income mm -hmm. or interest rates piling up. But there's definitely ways to take care of that debt as well, too. Mm -hmm. The most obvious way is to increase your income. That way you can handle it. Right. The second way is to, to potentially, this is only if you have that discipline, that financial discipline to be able to have two cards and not 
not spend on it is to open another card mm -hmm. and do a balance transfer so that you know you you're not piling on that interest rate as well too but if you have substantial credit card debt it may not be the the wisest choice because say you have uh five thousand yeah. dollars of credit card debt on one card and if you open another card it's only they give you a limit of one thousand mm. dollars then it probably wasn't worth it to do it that yeah. way but um it's always good to just try and pay it down as soon as you use it and a good thing to do is to once you use a credit card to a substantial amount mm -hmm. you can schedule payments already um keep in mind a lot of credit card companies only let you make a certain number of payments in a cycle mm -hmm. i know for one of my cards it's they only let you make three payments at the most and then um that's it okay. basically so what i like to do is you know and this really depends on your financial situation is i set auto pay on all my cards yeah and i set it to the minimum okay the payment and that way i never miss a payment if i forget to you know make a payment then at least it'll be auto drafted. Okay. The, at least the minimum amount will be auto drafted, so I don't get you don't get hit with a late fee or anything like that. Mm -hmm. uh, if you forget or you know things like that as well. So if you set that auto pay every month and you set it to the minimum, you know at the very least you won't be late. Mm -hmm. And then you can start working on paying down that additional debt, yeah. adding more to the more than just the minimum payment to it as well. Whatever you can, because mm -hmm. every little amount helps at the end. Speaking of credit card, I have two life hacks, actually. I just thought of one when you were talking about credit card. A lot of new parents, mm -hmm. they're going to add their kids, like their infant kids, babies, as a user to their credit card. So then they actually build credit since their birth. Mm -hmm. So by the time they're 18, they have like, what, 800 points in their credit score. Yeah, that's it's that's a slippery actually, that's a slippery slope, yeah. I'd say, because um, if you're a very responsible, you know, parent, sure. Mm -hmm. If you, a lot of people go the way of like identity theft, where they sign up their kid for a credit card, mm -hmm. and they have an additional source of credit, you know, things like that. So, if your parents are, hopefully, you are very responsible. If they responsible have parent, good intentions, basically, yeah, if they have good intentions, yeah. then they will do that. But it's definitely not necessary i'd say because when you are 18 or when you 16 17 18 you can open a secured credit card which is a credit card that mm -hmm. has a has some collateral with it usually 500 dollars. you put down 500 dollars deposit yeah. and then they give you a credit card that has a 500 dollars limit that if if you forget to pay it off or anything like that they can at least pull from the deposit to mm -hmm. cover it just in case because obviously it's your first time using credit card yeah and then from there you can build your credit slowly and then they'll increase your limit and yeah. go from there basically so that's i think that's a better way of doing it but if you are financially responsible and you know you know you're not going to take advantage of your kid being five then sure that's another way to, that's an easy way to build credit yeah. that's for sure it's yeah. just having their name on there will definitely um, help them when they turn it to 18, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and then the second life hack is a lot of people actually get credit cards, but they don't know the benefits of their um, their cards. Well, it depends on which card you take as well, but uh, it's a good thing to know about the perks that comes with it. So I'm talking about extended warranty or purchase protection. Uh, which I read mine and apparently within 90 days, if I get my, I don't know what I paid for stolen 
then I could get a replacement. Mm -hmm. Or an extended warranty is for my card, it's two additional years after the manufacturer's warranty. So if something breaks, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's true. In two um, years, yeah. Keep in mind some of that, some some of that applies to Canada because of their you mm -hmm. know consumer protection laws as well right, too. Right, right, right. And then for in, for us in the states, it really depends on your state sometimes as well too. Yeah. Whether or not you know you get ninety days, a year, two years, however, yeah. what have you. Uh, typically, California, New York, and any of the northeastern states, you have mm -hmm. better perks in, in that regard because there's additional protections. But yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. Say, for example, when you, when you rent a car, if you use a credit card, it already covers the daily. Um, yeah, it does. Liability waiver. Yeah, it does. And that that's significant. You know, it yeah. might cost like twenty five percent of the actual cost of your rental, and people don't realize that they don't have to actually pay for it. And obviously, the rental company is not going to tell you that because mm. they want the extra payout. And so, yeah. Keep in mind, yeah, a lot of different cards have different perks, yeah. so that's an easy way to save money. Yeah, um, bottom line is just like familiarize yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you can always request a list of your benefits and features from your credit card company, and they'll send you a brochure. A lot of times you get those brochures when they change them, yeah. and it'll list you, it'll tell you exactly what you get from using a credit card, things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah, and we I and, I discovered the other day because because uh, we were prepping for like New York City, so I was looking up at my credit card perks, and it, it has a lot of travel perks. So I think we have like up to one hundred fifty dollars of um, upgrades. Oh, nice! Um, so then we just have to yeah, we just have to after like say I want to change seats and it cost me like an additional fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. That I can claim it to be refunded. It doesn't count as a reward. Well, yeah, yeah. It's a refund because we have up to 150. Or like say luggage or parking yeah. in, the, in the airport. And we have access to uh, some sort of VIP lounge at the airport. Um, wow. And it's free. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We've done it before when we went to the Europe trip. And it was awesome. And we could just go there and eat like steaks and have oh wine gosh. and <laughs> now, now keep in mind it was amazing now keep in mind you know a lot of the, some of these cars that have these perks you know they're gonna they're gonna make they try to make the money back in certain ways such as annual fees or higher interest rates and things yes. like that so keep that in mind mm -hmm. if you do get one with yeah. the annual fee you have to make sure that it's actually worth it like yeah. for my card i have one that pays for my clear Membership clear is a a service where you can speed through the airport. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have to wait in security, oh, or cool. they'll put you at the front of the security line. Yeah, and it's it's three, it's it's a membership that's I think worth one hundred seventy five dollars a year, <laughs> and I see it as a benefit. And so, so you travel a lot. Yeah, I do travel quite often, so it's worth it for me. And my annual fee, my credit card, is seventy nine dollars. So mm -hmm. because I do use Clear and I do use DoorDash, and the perks actually outweigh the cost. So that really helps. And sometimes I do call and ask if they can waive the annual fee. And depending on the person, sometimes it works. Oh, wait, Most what? Time it you can do that? You I can definitely try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can try that. But, you know, it worked for me for the first year. But okay. um, after that, uh, What'd you say? I don't know. I'll probably try again this year. What did you say? You were I just struggling said, with I money? No, heck no. Because if you say that, then no, they're definitely going to charge you. I just asked if there was any way they can um, credit me the annual fee, you know? Oh, you just and straight so, up like um, went head in, like just being brutally yeah, honest. Yeah, because... Okay. 
Yeah, the first time it happened because I didn't utilize like my hotel credit. Oh. You know, I have like a like two hundred dollar hotel credit that I can use every year, and um, oh, I didn't cool. utilize it. And so I was like, you know, since I didn't use that, can you waive the annual fee? And they were like, yeah, sure, we can do it. And then obviously that was the first year. I don't know if it's gonna happen every year, but you know, you can always try. And so um, that's one thing you don't know until you ask. You know, right, and right. worst thing they could do is just say no. Right. right. So. And going along with that, sometimes your card might have different perks for having different services. Mm. Like my credit card pays for my DoorDash membership. Um, okay. If you say, for example, if you use like Spotify or any other streaming services, you might get a reward credit mm. or it might be worth significantly more than a regular purchase. Mm. That's one thing to look at as well, too. On top of that. Uh, make sure you're actually using your um, streaming services. Mm. Like if you pay for Netflix, Disney Plus, yeah. Hulu, if you don't actually use it, there's really no point in paying for it because yeah. we all know these don't have contracts. So you can just Cancel turn them time. off yeah. or stop them. Yeah. And then when you when there's a show you want to watch, then you can reinstate it or yeah. wait until the show is out in full. And that way you can just binge it in two weeks or something and then cancel your membership. I think yeah. a lot of people forget about, they think it's, oh, it's only 13 bucks or some or $5 or what have you, but it adds up and it looks like they're going to just increase prices in the future. Mm -hmm. I think Netflix is $21 now after tax. And yeah. so it used to be what, $14.99. And you know, that's a huge, jump and so mm -hmm. it definitely adds up and if you're not using it there's no point in keeping it because yeah. you can always reactivate like the two services i only have now is netflix because my family uses it and then spotify because i mm. i can't live without music and so that's the only two services that i have but i did have disney plus and i thought i was going to be watching shows and i didn't watch it and mm. i just canceled it same with hulu and so there wasn't anything on there that really piqued my interest and even now netflix i don't use it as much as i i used to but they did have some cool shows coming out recently so that was pretty cool that i had it but mm. i like i said my family does use it so yeah. uh i i still have it but but yeah, it's always good to re-examine your uses cases. You have Prime Video as well, right? Because it's uh, included with the Prime. Yeah, I have Prime Video yeah. because I because it comes with Amazon Prime, yeah. so I don't really, really good shows count that too. as a thing. Yeah, I suppose I don't use it, so that's the thing. Oh. <laughs> if they were to spin off Prime Video and save me some money from not using Prime Video, I probably would take that offer. Okay. But yeah, it's just one of those things. If Prime Video was a separate thing, I probably wouldn't go for it. No, I I'd wouldn't. Still either. use the service yeah. from Amazon. Yeah, and then along those lines, um, internet. A lot of people pay for additional speeds. I think. There's a, a a clear distinction between significant speeds. So, say your your cable company offers a 200 megabit service and a 400 megabit service, mm -hmm. and there's a twenty dollar difference between two. I think you should go for the 200 megabit because that's not a significant difference. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, those two speeds. Now, if it's like 200 megabits versus a thousand. That's a pretty significant difference between the two. And then even at the same time, you have to wonder if you actually if you actually need all that. Mm. If you are running a server, yeah. if you Depends are on what constantly you're doing with on it. the yeah. internet. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's a big factor because the price difference is significant between the two. Yeah. It almost double. Yeah. And so I recently switched from T-Mobile Home, which is $50 a month, but it was very, it was very sporadic, very unreliable as well too and i switched back to spectrum which is 
Time Warner Cable, and it was fifty dollars as well too. But it was they're running a special, and it was on two hundred megabits per second, which is fast enough for what I needed because mm-hmm. that was at times faster but slower than T-Mobile Home. But I know it was it was reliable. So, and then they offered me the next tier up, which was eighty dollars, and it was four hundred megabits per second. And when I checked the speed on my connection, I was already hitting three hundred fifty. So、oh. it was like okay. There's no point of、yeah. me upgrading. There's be no point. Wait, you were hitting three、like, hundred when you had like a two hundred package. Yeah, yeah, because they、oh, okay. don't really well, put a、great. hard limit on it. Exactly.、Yeah. So that's just the way technology is when there's upgrades, and so you always have those moments where you go beyond what you're stated, and then at the same time, you have moments when you go below it as well too, depending on number、yeah. of users and things like that、mm-hmm. as well too. But.、Mm-hmm. Um, Also, take a look at that and make sure that you're not paying too much for what you actually don't need.、Yeah. It might just take a phone call, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes or so. So keep that in mind.、Mm. And then、um, on top of that, last piece of tip is if you have investments and you have debt, take a look at both of them.、Uh, compare your returns on your investment versus the interest rates on your debt. If you have credit card debt that is eighteen percent interest, and you have investments that are giving you a three, five, seven percent return,、mm. it might be a good idea to take that out and pay off the debt because whatever return you're getting on the investment is never gonna cover、yeah. the, you know, interest rate on your debt. Now, keep in mind capital gains taxes and basically taxes in general. From、mm-hmm. withdrawing or selling off your investments, so, but you don't, you know, you want to make sure you take care of your debt before you start investing. Yeah, and、uh, the opposite or, can also be true because yeah, exactly. Because、um, what, what I mean,、sure. what I mean by that is,、um, Jonathan had like the, for the longest time hadn't paid his、uh, student loan, but、mm-hmm. it was like a, a government student loan, so the interest rate is really low.、Um, I think it's like th- around three percent. But you get more money by investing, like the percentage was higher. That makes sense. Five percent、yeah. at least.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why he hadn't paid his student loan for such a long time because it was more beneficial to invest than to pay off the debt. But you still eventually want to pay off the debt too. You don't want yeah, to yeah, yeah, of course, of course, because <laughs> it's gonna start accruing interest. And so, yeah, what you can do is、yeah. you can. Maybe use the investment to pay the student loan. You never know. You know things like like that as yeah, well too. So yeah, especially if your return is is significantly higher as well too. Yeah. But yeah, that's really all I have to add for the financial side of things. So yeah, we we can move on to other life hacks beyond financial.、Uh, so for me, it would be a lot of DIY hacks.、Uh, There you go.、Um, go go, Amy. <laughs> So honestly, ever since that I we own our own home, you are responsible for the repairs, the constructions, right? So it's it's you're no longer renting, right? It's no longer a landlord taking care of all these stuff. So、uh, it's additional costs, but a lot of things you can do it yourself. Really, you you just have to learn how to do it, and YouTube is amazing at giving you tutorials for that. Now, of course, you have to keep in mind that when the problem is beyond your capabilities, I'm talking <laughs> about if you know you got a broken pipe, you're not going to try to repair it yourself. Of course, you got to hire a plumber, and then they they got to replace everything, right? But if it's something simple and it just requires a little bit of knowledge, doesn't require that much of a specialized skill or or specialized tools, 
then learn it and then save on the money. So, for example, we learned how to change the sink drains, um, both the because it was leaking. So we changed that. It was simple enough. We also changed the faucets because it was leaking. And then we might as well change the bathroom sink all in all together because for a year we had to close the the hot water. So it was only cold water that was available. Wow. Um, so then we changed the whole thing. It works now. Hot water is uh, available in the guest bathroom. Jonathan installed an uh, electrical outlet in the in a closet and he did that by using the light switch the um the wires from the light switch and he just extended that to the other side to, to the closet to make an electrical outlet um electricity is finicky though if you have <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> you have to be sure that you're safe and that you turn off you know the go to your um electrical box and then turn turn it off before you do anything just anything that you do safety first right yeah and at, at the same um, time make sure you you know the laws i guess too because sometimes depending on what kind of electricity work you yeah. do you might have to pull a permit from the city so just keep that in mind That's true. don't don't go That's all true. in without doing your research on this yeah Con construction as well like if you yeah. need to do a deck or something I, I believe you have to go to the city hall to get a permit but uh you can save a lot of money uh, there was one year where our ac broke and it was in the middle of a heat wave too it was so stupid it was <laughs> we had to macgyver um a freaking ac and it was so ghetto we uh filled up a lot of water bottles and then we put it in the freezer and then the ice oh, packs that, as well. That's that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and then we put it and then in. You guys the, just put a fan, right? Yeah, we just put a fan, and uh, it was this. Yeah. Um, we okay. We had a monthly, not monthly, weekly subscription for those food thing, the good food, or you call it mm -hmm. cook it something like that. Hello Fresh, and then yeah. they they send you these boxes, but it's an insulated box, right? So we kept one of those. Uh, so we just cut out a hole. We put the fan, well, two holes. We put the fan on top and then it comes out the other end. Um, and then in the box would be all of your ice cold stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and we had that for the office. And then at night we would sleep in the basement because the basement is cooler. But yeah, uh, I was going somewhere with this. <laughs> oh well, yes yeah that's basically an evaporative <laughs> cooler i guess because it's the evaporation from the um the ice and then you guys blow that right but that wasn't that out, wasn't right? the hack that was <laughs> that is a hack oh, in itself what? but that was the hack that we were that i wanted to talk about it was basically we went on youtube to search the most common problems of uh, ac not working oh. And it turns out that it's usually the capacitor that gives out. So um, yeah, we yeah. ordered that, but we also called the AC guy and he said, oh, I'll be available in only a week. And it was 200 bucks. Oh, wow. Versus the capacitor that costs like 20 or 40. I don't remember, mm -hmm. but we got it in a couple of days and it was easy enough to change. So we did it and it works. So we saved a lot of money there. <laughs> so that that was the hack that i wanted to talk about so just try to youtube it uh, or google it or something like that it's, if it's something simple enough to do try it uh, if it's safe 
and you might be surprised at how many new skills you learn. Um, Here's some foreshadowing. A lot of these tips can be if you don't know exactly what we're talking about or you need a visual presentation. A lot of them can be found on YouTube for sure. So yeah, do take advantage yeah, of that. Absolutely. Yeah, and then similarly, uh, the um, on that note, we had a lot of car problems this year, uh, mainly with the tires. And we uh, very recently had a nail puncture on the tire and we just YouTubed it. It was simple enough how to repair a tire with the, the repair kit. It was very simple and straightforward and we did it. And that saved us a lot of money because, well, also around this year, the garages are just not available because they're changing everybody's winter tires. Mm. So uh, we would have had to wait a very long time. You know, things like changing the windshield wipers or, uh, oh, you're going to love this. <laughs> there was one time where Jonathan went to pay for McDonald's at the drive-thru uh -huh. and the credit card fell in the slit of the, <laughs> what? Of the car window. How did that happen? Yes, because he had to... <laughs> So, so we were waiting for the food. Like he was waiting uh -huh. to pay. So then he was fidgeting oh. with his his um, credit card. That's funny. <laughs> and the window was open, and the credit card fell in the um, in the, the window. Yeah, like in the slot. It, it's in the door now. Yeah. So then we're like, oh, holy cow! How do we take it out? Right. So then we thought that we had to cancel the card, just order a new one, have it sent to us or something what? like that then we decided that's funny we decided oh let's let's check youtube and see if it's easy to remove <laughs> the door it's actually easy to remove the door yeah it's really um, easy the inside panel yeah yeah so we did that and then we got the card out and then more of the story is don't play with your card near an open window <laughs> yeah you'll you'll be amazed a lot of a lot of car stuff can be done by the average person um mm -hmm. if it's not involving the engine or anything like that or anything significant it's mm. pretty simple I mean, you know cars are pretty modular they're not too hard to take apart in regards to like in a panel or even mm -hmm. the engine bay itself obviously the engine itself is a whole different mm -hmm. story but you can learn how to do an oil change. There's certain things you can buy, like a oil pump that you can. You don't have to mm -hmm. jack your car up. You can just put it into where the um, the uh, the dipstick is, where you check the oil. You can just mm -hmm. slide it in there, and you yeah. can just pump, hand pump it, and you'll be able to change the oil that way. Uh, that way, it'll probably take you 15, 20 minutes, and you never have to get on the ground. You never have to. Um, not bad. Yeah, you don't have to jack your car up. So there's no safety issues or anything like that or getting dirty or anything like that. And you can mm. literally just hang out for a few minutes and get that taken care of by yourself and save yourself a good chunk of change as well, too. Um, things to look mm -hmm. out for, you know, when the weather changes from hot to cold or to cold to hot, check your tire pressure. Mm. Make sure it is up to what the um, tire pressure is. You'll find it usually on your door panel or door jam, excuse me, where the driver door is. Yeah. Uh, it'll tell you what your current PSI level is. And with it being cold, it will usually drop. Mm. And with it being hot, it'll usually be mm. very high. So just want to make sure you yeah. check that every every so often. Make sure that it's in line. Yeah. Um, 
another tip I have, I guess, it's not involving cars, but uh, single-use items in your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you replace those things, you might not see an immediate impact, but you will see a long-term impact, mm-hmm. uh, especially things like paper towels. If you replace paper towels with cloth mm-hmm. towels, it might feel strange to start that, mm-hmm. but once you get used to it, you'll definitely see less trash your garbage bags will be less mm-hmm. there's other things such as using water bottles instead of uh, reusable water bottles plastic or yeah. even glass maybe instead of uh, getting buying water bottles yeah. you know use a, fil- uh, a Brita filter or something like that mm-hmm. that will filter your your sink water you can always use reusable k-cups if you use a uh, keurig mm-hmm. for coffee or for tea uh, a lot of people still just go ahead and buy the cure pack or the k-cup packets but if you can switch to reusable rubber ones or plastic ones then you'll definitely save money mm-hmm. as well too you'll definitely be able to customize your own coffee you want yeah. or tea instead of having to go through what they have and yeah that's a great yeah. way to be environmentally friendly um, yeah. sustainable, sustainable as well as saving some money in the long term obviously in the beginning it'll be a little bit strange yeah. but yeah on that note actually uh, for the girls, if you don't know what a diva cup is, do you know what a diva cup is? Yeah, I know what a diva cup is. Oh, yep. Okay, <laughs> I hope this is not TMI. But, no, it's uh, not it, for sure. But you save so much money, so much if you yeah. purchase a diva cup. Learn how to use it. It'll be weird. It'll be awkward. But if you do know, and then also top uh, couple it with reusable pads. Yeah. I haven't bought tampons or pads in since 2019 or 2018. Yeah. How much money do you save? A lot, I'd say. Because tampons um, are not cheap. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, along with that, I'd probably recommend getting two Diva cups just so you can switch on on and out while you're the other one boiling and cleaning it up or if you're out on the road or what have you. And, just mm-hmm. as a way to make sure that you have a, a backup, I guess, two or three, maybe. Um, that way you always have one that you know is 100% clean mm-hmm. and you can use it on the go, things like that. So for sure. Mm-hmm. That's kind of funny what? <laughs> that you know about it, that you have actually proper education about about women's health. Yeah. I admire that. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot to do with my ex. She was very adamant about, you know, sustainability and being able to um, mm. use a lot of reusable mm. and to get rid of like single use things. So with right. us having lived together, it was it basically took on a lot of that stuff. And so it, it really yeah. does help. I mean, uh, some things are great, but other things are kind of one off as well too so for sure uh, i took what i can mm-hmm. i guess from that experience so um mm-hmm. lastly we have a miscellaneous uh, section basically not really uh pertaining to anything but um one experience i've noticed is is writing when you write something it's a good idea to read it out loud after you're done writing it that way you can catch uh, awkward uh, sentences awkward phrasing awkward words ambiguity and another good thing is to read it out loud to a partner or to a friend and see what they think it how it sounds and then that way it's easier for you to catch something Uh, Mm -hmm. sometimes when we read what we write we are so one we're so narrow-minded and so in the tunnel vision that we tend to miss the small stuff yeah but when you're reading out loud you're reading 
you're reading to yourself, you go line by line and you mm-hmm. you can spot those mistakes, like those punctuation mistakes. You can spot how the language sounds, how the sense sounds mm-hmm. and the wording, word choice. And you can make changes that will sound more quote unquote normal or to what audience that you're writing to, whether it's academic or educational students or to a client potentially mm-hmm. or to your boss in the email so yeah especially if you're writing something significant or important yeah. or salient that you want to get your point across yeah and then a uh, small one learn the difference between a toilet plunger and a sink plunger mm. um if you know who mario is super mario he carries around a sink plunger which is really flat mm. and that's used to plunge a sink not to plunge a toilet a uh, toilet plunger usually has like a bulge, a uh, a, a uh, extends from the bottom, and that way you can fit in the toilet, and then you, you can plunge that way. A lot of people don't know the difference, and they use a sink plunger for a toilet, and it just sprays water everywhere. And um, on top of that, <laughs> I'm laughing because okay, I have something to tell you. Yeah, what happened? It was one day. That we didn't have a sink plunger or any plunger at all, uh-huh. and the to- toilet was clogged. Oh goodness! And it was late, late at night, and so then like the stores were closed. So I started, you know, me and YouTube were besties. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to find a way around the plunger thing, and apparently there's this hack where <laughs> you use um. You use saran wrap. Yeah. Saran wrap. Uh huh. And you wrap it and then you duct tape it um, such that, like, there's no leak, no nothing. Okay. And then you just flush and then there's going to be a bulge, but there's no leak. So then you just push on it. (laughs) There's, we pushed on it a couple of times and it worked. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. You push on pressure, basically. So. Yeah, 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 there's two ways you go about that. You can do that, or you can fill up a bucket of water uh-huh. and like significant amount and just pour it in there and oh, hope yeah. that the pressure from that pushes whatever is clogged through. But mm-hmm. that is a little bit tougher because if you if it doesn't work, then you just start filling your toilet with more water. So oh, yeah. you, obviously you don't want to overflow. Yeah. yeah, so keep that in mind as well too. But yeah, yeah. Dif- big difference between toilet plungers and sink plungers. Another thing is if you have a, a traditional sink in your bathroom that doesn't have that isn't like a pedestal, it mm. actually has a cabinet or you can actually see the plumbing on it. Mm. If you get if it starts to clog, you can always just put a bucket under there and undo the J trap. Yeah. A J trap is the curve that you mm-hmm. see when when you yeah. uh, look at the plumbing, you can just undo that, and usually the the um, clog is happening right where that bend is. Yeah, a lot of J traps have that that thing where, um, oh, maybe mm-hmm. not the bathrooms, but I know that the kitchen sinks do, um, where you can unscrew the little cap. Yeah, and then that's yeah. where you'll find most of the clog. Yeah. Yeah, so you can just undo that and pour it into the bucket. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, you know, please use rubber gloves because it's gonna stink, it's gonna smell, Um, and then you just have to empty that, and you can just go ahead and put it back up and tighten it up. Make sure you tighten it correctly. Make sure it's leveled. Make sure it it's tight, Mm -hmm. and you can run water right through afterwards and check for leaks. But um, that way, you don't have to use chemicals. Chemicals typically don't work always, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, once you do use chemicals, obviously don't use the don't undo the J trap because yeah. then you'll have 
water and chemical in your, on your hands. So mm. yeah, yeah. And speaking of plumbing, um, I don't know what it is, but a lot of people don't have strainers for their drains. Oh yeah, yeah. And it just it baffles me, like because you catch a lot of um gunk with strainers. Yep. Now I know that Americans have uh th- that thing garbage disposal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still garbage use the disposal. strainer for the kitchen because you know there's certain things you don't want down there, like forks or mm-hmm. you know rice yeah. or beans or anything like that, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and um. Uh, people also I've seen a lot of people pour oil down their drains don't do that oh yeah that's terrible please don't because that's just gonna over the years not even years months it'll clog yeah it'll clog and be worse yeah there was one time where uh, Jonathan poured uh, (laughs) oil but he didn't know there was oil I don't okay so I made bacon Mm -hmm. (laughs) I made bacon for breakfast and then that oil well he wanted to wash the pot but see he didn't know it was bacon oil well what does oh. bacon oil do when it cools is that it hardens so imagine that yep. thick oil clogging the pipe so then we had to run hot water basically we had to melt yeah. it down so and, uh yeah, yeah please don't pour oil down your drain just a double bag pour it in then throw it in the garbage they have chemicals to turn liquid oil to uh, a solid oil as well i know the japanese have that um so that's fancy i want to get my hands on that um but aside for that a few hacks in the kitchen a lot of times when you buy stuff like okay recipe calls for i don't know two slices of ginger you buy ginger but now you have this whole bag of ginger what are you going to do with it or you know two cloves of garlic but you buy this whole thing what are you going to do with the rest of the garlic, right? Um, so I put it in the food blender and then chop it up uh, because most recipes calls for chopped ginger or garlic. Yeah, and true. Then you can, now you can put it into ice cube trays and then have like little cubes of uh, garlic or ginger. Once it's frozen, you can pop them out and then put that in a Ziploc bag to freeze. But what I like to do is that I like to lay it out flat on the parchment paper in, on a baking sheet. And then I like to use a knife, a butter knife, to draw squares, little squares, and then freeze it. And once it's frozen, you can snap them. And then I'll have little squares of garlic and ginger. Um, so that I could just, when the recipe calls for it, I just open my freezer, uh, pop to two squares of garlic in my recipe while I'm cooking and then you're fine. You're good. You don't need to waste all that ginger and garlic and it (laughs) turns moldy and then you have to throw it away. Um, And then along that line, you can also freeze the meat if you are forced to buy in bulk because you go to the Chinese grocery store (laughs) and they refuse to cut it for you. Like you're asking for half of that, but he's like, oh, um, my machine is washed already and... Uh, take it or leave it so then you end up with i don't know five pounds of meat uh yeah you could just (laughs) cut that meat into portions um put in your freezer bags and then freeze them and then thaw it when you need it uh did you know you can freeze milk no i didn't is it because you guys have bag milk (laughs) oh well we do have bag milk but no we don't buy bag milk anymore 
Um, you guys we are just true buy Americans. those cartons. <laughs> we buy those cartons, but sometimes, a lot of times, we don't. Uh, we can't use all of it because um, we don't drink milk that often. Um, so yeah, but uh, yeah. How do you? How do you? Uh, frozen freeze milk. It? Yeah, I mean, I know how you like freeze it, but it's weird. Ice cube trays. <laughs> oh, you put in ice cube, ice cube trays? What? Yeah, and then once it's frozen, you just pop it off and then put it in a freezer bag, and then you have little ice, uh, little frozen cubes of milk. Um, oh, what? That, you know, but isn't expire. the texture different when you? <laughs> it okay. I didn't try for cow milk, but I did try for plant-based milk, like oh. Well, I, I'd say I. Oh, it is different. Yeah, it is different. It's it, it's sediments, so like it, oh. you have to make sure you mix it well. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't know. Yeah, that's one of the. Yeah, and uh, I don't. If you I got don't normally berries, have. Yeah, I don't normally have leftover milk, so I'm probably never gonna try that. Oh. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. If you've got like berries or stuff that are ripe and you can't eat it that fast, then just freeze them. You got frozen fruits. Um, speaking of freezer, if you're cooking and you have a lot of kitchen scraps, so I'm talking about carrot heads and tails, carrot peels, potato peels. Uh, if you're making broccoli, you don't use the stem, you use only the crown. All of that, those scraps, you can put it in the freezer and, um, make, say, accumulate it and then at the end of the week make a broth with it, a vegetable broth. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you could do the same thing for bones. If you're making, I don't know, you're cooking meat and then you're, uh, you don't want the chicken bones, you don't want the pork bones, just put it in the freezer bag. And then once you've accumulated enough, you can make a bone broth. It's really good. Um, nice. If you don't want to make a broth, if you want to be sustainable, you I guess you can compost it, uh, turn it into fertilizer. I... Wanted to make a worm bin at some point, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that's a lot of work, and then I'm afraid of the smell. Oh, that's true. I mean, that comes with um, territory for sure. Yeah. If you do it properly, apparently it's not supposed to smell. But I'm probably not going to do it properly. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and then last thing that I have to give as advice, and it's not even my own advice; it's my mom's advice. I am somewhat of a klutz. I'm very clumsy and I am known to forget things like my umbrella in the bus or, oh man, I lost a lot of umbrellas through, <laughs> through my time. <laughs> so my mom told me one day, just when you get up, just look back at where you sat because then if you look back, then you won't forget something or you left something on the bench or, or your seat. Or if you dropped something, you'll see it. So that has saved me a lot of umbrellas, I have to say. Man, that makes sense. Because yeah. I do that when I'm traveling on a plane. When I, mm. when I, you know, when you, I, when you walk, when you get to the aisle and you're walking towards, I usually turn back just to double check in case you forget a phone or the passenger next to you forget a phone or what have you. But I always make sure I look back, especially because yeah. I've lost a phone at the airport and uh, it, it was, it was not a fun time, and so. Did you retrieve it back, or it was? Uh, I got it back six. I got it back two months later. 
Oh. But I, at that point, I had I had a new phone already. Oh. And, yeah. But they did the lost and found did at the airport did lo, did locate it as well too, and mm-hmm. um, I got it back and they mailed it to me and I ended up I ended up giving it to a friend, but yeah. it was cool. I didn't know that um, I would ever get it back, but uh, I did get it back. So I, one of those things you never think about. I found a lost phone once on a bench. It was funny. Um, it was on, it was during my first date with Jonathan as well. and and we just were walking around the park and i found a lost phone people please put a passcode on your phone because i was (laughs) able to unlock it first of all you don't know when you're going to encounter someone and then they're just going to extract your data right yeah uh so what i did with it was because i was able to unlock it i just uh what did i do yeah i uh went the last person they talked no I, mm-hmm. I texted the last person they texted, oh, okay. which was basically, I'll meet you at the park, right? So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I texted that person and I was like, hey, I found his phone. I don't know who it belongs to, but uh, if you're with them, uh, it's it's still at the park on a bench. They're like, oh my God, thank you. I'm, we're going to head back. <laughs> and yeah, five minutes later, I just gave back the phone. Okay, cool. But yeah, please put a passcode on your phones. <laughs> or not in case you lose it and somebody can message your friend right you never know it goes both ways right no but you can do this thing you can do this thing um in your phone settings uh you can put a phone number uh, so it's in the lock screen what if you put your own phone so, number? see my <laughs> no well you're supposed to put the phone number of someone else duh but <laughs> you know i've seen that people put their own phone number and you call it and it, the phone rings oh my you're god like, okay, really great good job <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> final thoughts. <laughs> Do you have any pro tips or hacks that changed your life? We'd love to learn new ones, or so share them with us at theamtake at gmail.com. T H E A M T A K E at gmail.com. Next week, we'll be talking about fads and trends through the years, well, through our years anyway. Um, you know, yo-yos, whether it's fashion, what have you, fit, uh, fidget spinners, the mm-hmm. bad ones, the good ones, the stupid ones, anything's on the table. And so don't forget to tune in. Don't forget to subscribe. And we'll see you guys when we get back. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot. See ya. Bye.